We are joined in studio by Gareth Abdenor, partner with Mally & Co Solicitors. G'day, Gareth. G'day, guys. Hi, How are you Gareth. doing? Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's kind yes. of funny because I'm Mr. Christmas. I love Christmas, but I'm not feeling it just yet. I'm Mr. Grinch. So. <laughs> are you? Are you really? Or <laughs> so my kids say. Oh, yeah, Mr. Grinch. Oh, well, mate. Well, Merry Christmas times too then. <laughs> Yo-ho-ho. <laughs> yeah, we love it. I don't think it's Yo-ho-ho. I think it's Ho-ho-ho. Yo-ho's the pirates. <laughs> No, it's just ho ho ho, isn't it? That's exactly. Well, but Gareth said a yo ho. That's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, black yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's um, <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow. Yo ho, and a bottle of rum to you too, there, Gareth. Oh, yeah. if you insist. <laughs> right. Well, mate, can we rip into this? If you've got a question for Gareth, 0800 80 1080 yeah. is our phone number. 0800 80 1080. We'd love to chat to you. Understand if you'd feel more comfortable texting. Can I start, Phil? Because I've got a long yeah. text that's come in, Gareth. Yeah, I, sounds good. I've read through it, and I think it's a great text. Gareth, just wondering, my boss texts those of us who live quite far from work to say we could stay home if we wanted as the weather was absolutely atrocious on one occasion. Three hours later, on the work group chat, which seems to be very popular, um, he asked who could work on Saturday. Myself and one of the other guys who were told that they should stay home due to the weather replied we couldn't because we had other plans, which we both legitimately do and apologise for not being able to accommodate him. We then received a sharp message to say that both of us needed to get to work to do the job. The original message was at 6am in the morning. By 9am, I'd already made commitments for the day, so I declined. The other staff member didn't. They drove in for over an hour to get to work, only then to be told they had one and a half hours work and that was it. Due to my decision, I've been summoned to attend a disciplinary meeting in the morning. Is he within his rights to do this? Wow, that's a doozy, that one. Um, I know I'm starting to get predictable, but I guess the first thing is, what does the employment agreement say? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of businesses, if the weather's bad, they can't work. Uh, roofing companies, etc. if it's wet, it's, it's just too dangerous. Um, and so, you know, on the face of it, without having the contract there, it does does seem very odd that on the one hand they're told they can stay home and then and then they have to come into work. Um, so that seems odd to me. The other thing is, well, is this person required to be available on a Saturday or is this something entirely voluntary? And if it's entirely voluntary, well, then you would think they could say no. Right. Um, so we would really need more information, but there are definitely some red flags there. Um, Further to that, they did mention in that text um, about the group chat, the work group chat. This is a really common thing now with yeah, workplaces. Yeah. That text went off at 6 a.m. in the morning. Is there kind of like a, a limitation where a boss should not be able to con- tra- contact the staff or is that just you just have to cop that? Yeah, I, I think it's what is fair and reasonable. Now, sending a message at, at midnight if the person works during the day, I think would would be pretty clearly unreasonable. Uh, sending a message at 6 in the morning, well, I mean, if this person starts work at 6.30, yeah. Um, yeah. not unreasonable at all, I wouldn't have thought. Um, so again, we kind of need more information on this one. Definitely some red flags, though. Okay. Yep, very good. Now, Gareth says this text, my employer has told us that if we have used our five-day sick pay, we must produce a medical certificate at our expense for any further sick days or come to work. Is this legal? No, on on the face of it, that that doesn't comply with the legislation. My understanding is um, an employer can only uh, require a medical certificate from an employee at their cost if they've been away from work for three days. 
um, if they haven't been away from work for three days then and the employer wants a medical certificate, the employer has to pay for that. So if the five days were spread out over six or seven or eight months and it was one day here and one day there and one day there, then, then it's the employer That's right. you feel that is responsible yeah. for the cost. Very good. 0800 80 is our phone number. Gareth, standing by. If you've got a question, we'd love to hear it. Phones are open. Hello, Johnson. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing well. Thank you, Gareth. Standing by for your question. Right. A bit of a curly one. So I'm paid on a fortnightly basis. Now, on the 4th of December, my annual sick leave rolled over, so I got my new allocation of days. And unfortunately, last week, I was sick for a couple of days. Now, payroll went through today is when we get paid today. And I said, oh, can I use my sick leave then? It's rolled over. And they said, oh, no, we've checked with payroll. It hasn't dropped in. It's going to, although it technically came in on the 4th is when your anniversary date is, it won't shop until the next pay cycle. So my boss is quite nice. He goes, you can use annual leave if you want. Instead, I said, OK, well, I will. But now, unfortunately, because I've got to take enforced annual leave at Christmas time, that's going to leave me short at Christmas. Um, well, wow, you're right. That well, I'm not sure it's that curly. It seems pretty straightforward to me. If you're if you're entitled to sick leave from X date, it doesn't matter what the payroll system says. Uh, you're entitled to it. So if you if you took annual leave, my thinking is that they should um, reinstate that annual leave and take those sick days away now. Um, you know, this this often happens where uh, payroll systems or computer systems dictate what you're entitled to, and that's, that's not actually the law. So I'd be inclined to raise that again with your boss and say, well, well hang on a minute, um, I actually had sick leave from that date. I would like my annual leave reinstated, and you can take those sick leave days away now. Okay, so they can do that, even though they've uh, paid me out already today. My pay, they can retrospect. Yeah, they can. Up. They can fix that up. I, I would be raising it. Um, I'd definitely be doing it in a constructive way, um, <laughs> but just because their payroll system is set up in a way that's not very user friendly, that doesn't change your legal entitlements. Um, yeah, and I kind of alluded to that fact when I mentioned. I said, "Well, look, it's not my fault that the pay rate, payroll yeah. system's not reflecting." And they said, "Well." They're exactly we're quite sticklers for the rules, so we do it by the book, and that's too dodgy to do it like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I think the law is the book, not not the payroll system. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be having another chat with them. Oh, I appreciate it, mate. All, all good. All the best. Good on you, Johnson. Good question. Now, here's a text, Gareth. Hey, Gareth, my contract states that the vehicle I have is for full personal use. In our vehicle policy, it then goes on to say no towing of boats or caravans, but also no transporting of alcohol, even unopened in a work vehicle. So apparently I can't do my groceries if I buy a box of beer. It seems to me that it contradicts the full personal use. It certainly does. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is a situation where they've prepared that policy with the best intentions. Yeah. Uh, you know, n- not having alcohol in a work car is... is generally on the face of it a good thing mm, yeah. uh, but it's quite possible that they haven't thought this through uh, right. so again this is a situation where if I was this employee I'd be inclined to to raise it um, not in an aggressive this has to be fixed kind of way but no. um, you know this doesn't seem to make sense because it doesn't mm. it appears to contradict itself uh, and try and reach some sort of accommodation it would seem quite unreasonable if an employer uh, 
on the one hand said you had f- full personal use of the vehicle, but then you couldn't do your groceries. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Gareth, here's a big question. I was handed a notice stating that I had conducted serious misconduct and that my employer would be seeking dismissal. What test needs to be done for them to come to that conclusion? And is it at all possible for me to put together a good argument to reduce this? Oh, uh, again, this comes down to the particular facts of the case. Uh, an employer does have to uh, have a reasonable basis for alleging serious misconduct. Um, and they need to listen to whatever feedback or at least provide an opportunity for that employee to give feedback before they make their uh, decision. So without knowing exactly what conduct we're talking about, mm. uh, it's difficult to say. But but certainly I, I wouldn't just be accepting it. Um, you know, if this person thinks they've got uh, a legitimate explanation uh, then they should be putting that forward. The other thing is, depending on what the conduct is, uh, they could argue that maybe a final written warning is appropriate. Mm. Um, so even if they have done what has been alleged, um, yeah. they could certainly uh, propose that instead. It's important to remember, though, that uh, the employer doesn't have to accept that proposal. They only have to act fairly and reasonably. So they could consider the explanation provided by the employee and still make the decision to dismiss. Okay. Okay. Now, here's one that says, my wife has just come back from maternity leave and her employer has told her that her role has been filled by someone else and that my wife will have to settle for a lesser role with fewer hours. Do we have a case to take this further, Gareth, or do we basically just have to bite the bullet? No, it certainly sounds to me that they do have a case there. Um, A person's employment is protected while they're on parental leave uh, and they need to be, as as long as all the procedural requirements are met, which involves giving notice that you want to come back to your role, etc., the employer is required to keep the role open. Now what we sometimes have difficulty with is uh, someone thinks that their role is X when it's actually Y. So an employer has to provide a position that's no less advantageous. Now, reducing someone's hours, that sounds to me that it would be Mm. um, less advantageous. So Mm. um, it sounds like they've uh, definitely got something there. Jeremy, uh, I beg your pardon, it's Michael's text. He says, uh, Gareth, if I work for 26 years at the same job, am I entitled to long service leave? If it's in your employment agreement, uh, possibly. So there's not uh, a standard long no. service leave thing? No. No. No, there's, there's no default long service leave. Right. It's okay. all independent contractors, okay. And here's one just quickly from uh, an employer. It says, I've got a question regarding one of my employees. We're in hospitality and one of the part-time workers works 11 to 3, Monday to Friday. Once a week, she's always away from work. It is so predictable now. We're really annoyed. For, for a fact, I know she has genuine reasons for not coming to work, such as kids sick or kids' school issues, but this is really affecting our work because we're always guessing when she will come and when not. What are the options available to us? We care about our staff, but this situation is now affecting the work productivity. And it's hard to always call backup staff at the last minute. Not new this, is it? We get a bit of this coming into the show. Mm, yeah, um, and that's really frustrating, uh, trying to run a business when, when an employee is regularly away. Um, it sounds like this employer is trying to do the right thing and it can be a bit of a minefield. Um, if this person is regularly away, um, 
that is something that they are entitled to raise with the employee. And it may be that the employee is happy to agree to something else, uh, whether it's reduced hours or um, as long as the employer raises it in good faith and doesn't prejudge it. So they're not saying, well, you're away, so we're going to give you a different role. Um, it may be that something different is actually going to work for both parties. Uh, what we often have is there's an undisclosed health condition, uh, which actually means the employee's medically not fit to do the job they've been employed to do. Right. right. It's difficult to know if that's the case here. Yeah. Last question, Gareth. I know we've bombarded you today. We're getting so many texts, and we've got about 60 seconds for this. Uh, hi, guys. Question for Gareth. I've recently had an operation and was off work for three months. Two months ago, I'd been cleared by specialists to return to work, but the company stood me down for a further month with no pay. I'm now told no work until February. Can they do this? That certainly sounds uh, quite surprising. Um, so they initially were told, they gave the bosses three months' notice, but they were going to come back a month early. Now they've been told no work till Feb. Yeah. I mean, if, if the medical specialists have actually cleared this person to come back to work, um, I'm surprised that the employer doesn't take them back. What we do see a lot of, though, is that people want to come back uh, to do light duties or to yeah. do reduced hours. And in those cases, an employer can legitimately uh, choose not to agree to those. Um, right. Often light duties aren't available or um, having someone come back on significantly reduced hours actually creates more work. Um, so it's difficult to know without more information there, but it certainly sounds strange. Gareth, we're going to have to leave it there. Mate, thank you so much. This is the last time, Gareth, joining us this year because uh, we don't have you next week and then we're off. So have a very Merry Christmas. Thank Merry you very Christmas. much, you too, and uh, we'll see you in the new year. You definitely will. There's Look always questions on employment law. <laughs> yeah. It'll be about the Christmas party, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Merry Christmas, mate. Thanks, Thanks for coming. Thanks a lot. Gareth Abdenor, News Talk ZB.